Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back. Death doesn't always call ahead. Pastor Levi and Jenny Lusco learned that a number of years ago. Thursday, December 20th was what appeared to be a very ordinary day. Pastor Levi spent the day getting ready to preach for the busy Christmas season. In the evening, his daughters went to a birthday party, and after that, they were dropped off at Grandma's house. They spent some time as a couple wrapping the Christmas presents and then went over to Grandma's to pick their daughters up. And when they pulled into the driveway, one of their daughters uh, ran out and said, Mom, Mom, come quickly. Uh, Lenya is not doing well. Lenya can't breathe. Lenya was an asthmatic, and during the course of the evening, she had come in contact with something that uh, caused her to not be able to breathe. Nothing they did helped her. They called 911. She was rushed to the hospital, and their little daughter was pronounced dead. Death doesn't always announce it's coming. We've got a word for husbands who lose their wives. It's called widow. We have a word for wives who lose their husbands, their widowers. We have a word for children who lose their parents. They're called orphans. We don't have a word for parents who lose a child. There's no word that explains the pain. There's no word that explains the pain of not being able to walk a daughter down the aisle for a wedding. There's no word that explains the pain of never being able to celebrate your child reading a book with real chapters. Life can be very, very tough. Parenting can be tough. Being a dad can be tough. I want to take you to a a character in Scripture today named Daniel who went through some really, really tough times. Daniel was born in the city of Jerusalem. But as a city, as a teenager, he ended up in the uh, city of Babylon country of Babylon, sorry, now known as Iraq. And he lived out his whole life in captivity and isolation. And it wasn't easy. Three of his friends found themselves in a fiery furnace because they refused to compromise on their faith. This man, Daniel, late in his life, found himself in a dental alliance. Tough life. 
So when I was thinking about what to talk about and the reality that the last three months have not been easy, they've been probably the most challenging stretch of time in my life. How do you parent? How do you father uh, in tough, tough times? So I, I just want to talk today about being a dad and being a good dad uh, in tough times. How does a man live in tough times? How do you father? How do you parent? in tough times. And as we go through this journey, I'm going to be assisted by uh, Dennis Duick and Nicholas Zemluck. They're going to come in and share a little bit by video. And and Rick and Derek Kennedy are going to help me preach this message as well. I think one of the really basic things you have to decide as a parent is no matter what, you're not going to give up. Don't give up. Dads, keep persevering. Keep persevering. So my first point today is, if you feel like giving up, give up on that feeling and pray. If you feel like giving up, give up on that feeling and pray. In Daniel chapter 6, uh There's a decree made in the land of Babylon that nobody could pray for the next 30 days. And what is Daniel's response to that in Daniel chapter 6 and uh, verse number 10? Now, when Daniel knew that the document was signed, he entered his house. Now, in his roof chamber, he had windows open towards Jerusalem, and he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks to his God as he had been doing previously. What did Daniel do when the times were tough? He did what he'd always done, as he'd been doing previously. He did what he had always done. He kept on praying, even if the nation was saying, can't pray anymore. When times get tough, if you feel like giving up, give up on that feeling and pray. This wasn't a new thing uh, for Daniel. We read in Daniel chapter 9 and verse number 3 about how Daniel uh, lived. Daniel chapter 9 and verse number 3. I gave my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. So dad, I would encourage you to when things are getting tough, to find that place of prayer and go to God and bring your, bring your needs and circumstance to the Lord. Pastor Don and I have raised three sons. Notice they were sons. They were boys. And they're adults now, but before they became adults, they became teenagers. And... Uh, I went on a lot of extended fasts when our boys were teenagers and cried out to God and prayed because things weren't always easy. When you feel like giving up, give up on that feeling and pray. Dads, we need to be people of prayer. And there's two reasons that is so important. One is it keeps your eyes focused where they need to be. 
when things are going tough, even in the good times, but they keep your eyes where they need to be. But the second reason it's so important is your kids won't learn how to keep their eyes focused on what really matters, keep their eyes focused on God in the tough times if they don't see it being modeled by their dad. So if you feel like giving up, give up on that feeling and pray. My second word of advice to dads today is, if you feel like giving up, give up on that feeling and determine to get to know God. Determine to get to know God. Daniel chapter 11 and verse number 32. I I love this verse. Uh, It's in the middle of a prophecy about the end times where the Antichrist rises to the top of world government and and is controlling things. The book book of Revelation talks about a time when you won't be able to shop if you don't have a number on your wrist or on your forehead. Uh, It's going to be difficult, difficult times. And in the midst of that, Daniel says, Daniel 11, verse 32, by smooth words, this Antichrist ruler will turn uh, to godlessness, those who act wickedly, towards the covenant. But the people who know their God will display strength and take action. How do you make it through tough times and the tough times that are ahead for the world? How do you do that? Well, you've got to know God. Those who know their God will display strength and will take action. So we've got to, we've got to know our God. Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse number 23. I, I, I like this verse too. This is what the Lord says. A wise man shouldn't boast in his wisdom. The mighty man shouldn't boast in his might. Rich man shouldn't boast in his riches. Verse 24 goes on and says, but let him boast. Let him who boasts, boasts in this, that he understands and knows me. Most important thing we need to do, guys, dads, is we need to get to know God. I like a quote from uh, Mark uh, Batterson. I'm going to read it to you now. God trusts those who know him best. And those who know him best are those who have spent the most time with him. Wow. God trusts most those who know him best. And those who know him best are those who spent the most time with him. Dads, we got to know God. I'm going to let uh, Dennis Duick and uh, Nicholas talk to us now a little bit about uh, how they've gotten to know God. Listen in. I think there's some real secrets here that'll help all of us. And then the other memory I have of him when we were growing up was that uh, he would, uh, in the morning before he went to work, and he was up before all of us, 10 kids and uh, even mom, and he would make himself 
uh, oatmeal porridge or whatever. And, and, but he would always have his Bible with him. And uh, I didn't actually see him read too often, but he would read to himself. And, and uh, the Bible would always be there when we got up in the morning to get ready for school and so on. So I remember that that was important to him. And, and that uh, was a picture that's etched in my mind. And uh, so, Nicholas, what has Scripture played in your heart or in your life? Well, it's definitely played a huge part in my faith and growing up to uh, learn the ways of Christ and how he was our ultimate example of how we're supposed to live. And I used to live in Waldeck, Saskatchewan, um, just a small village outside of Swift Current. And I remember times coming up to Saskatoon, whether it was for a weekend or for Christmas or Easter, and staying at your house, and because that's where we stayed in the basement, and waking up some mornings early when I got up, and just sitting on the couch, still being sleepy, having um, crossies in my eyes, but I would see you on the couch or on the in the kitchen table reading your reading God's word, and that really just um, impacted me because from that I really looked up to you and saw you as a role model. And seeing you do that, I realized that God's word has to play a huge part of my life, and it does to this day. And I noticed myself, and I have been for a couple weeks now, and um, just waking up early in the morning and make sure making sure that I'm reading the Word and doing devotions and praying. and So yeah, that's really played a huge part in my life, and I hope someday to pass that down to my children and to their children. Thank you, Dennis and Nicholas, for those, those good words. Both of them talk about they've gotten to know God and their intimacy with God is rooted in, in a dad, a grandpa, a person, they saw pursuing God, wanting to know God, uh, in the Word of God. And uh, that's just so important. I've been talking a little bit amongst our leadership team about discipleship and what a disciple really needs to look like and what a disciple at the neighborhood needs to look like. And we've been throwing around the phrase, prayerful engagement with Scripture. And, and I really believe prayer and Scripture, they're like twins that always need to be together. And guys, I have uh, put together a, a little brochure, Seven Prayers for Man. Seven Prayers for Man. We want to make it available to you this weekend. Just text us at the number coming up on the bottom of the screen. And we'll make sure you get this. It's just seven scriptures, one for Monday, one for Tuesday, one for Wednesday, through the week, that you can pray and engage yourself with and just ask God to help you really get to know God. Guys, we need to know God. Uh, your, your sons, your daughters need to see you being prayerful. They need to hear conversations like this I'm heading to the church to pray. Uh, we got prayer meetings Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. in the sanctuary. Love to have you join us. Guys, if you feel like giving up, give up on that feeling and determine to know God. And God's word and prayer uh, are a huge part of that. So if you feel like giving up, give up on that feeling third point for the day and my last point, uh, take action.
take action. Daniel chapter 11 and uh, verse number 32. Those who know their God will display strength and take action. Those who know their God will display strength and take action. So we need to be people of of action, and not only just doing things, but doing things that really, really matter. My kind of personal time this week, I spent some time in First Kings and was reading chapter two, and David finds himself here on his deathbed. David's time, 1 Kings 2, verse 1, to die drew near. And he charged Solomon his son, saying, I'm going the way of all the earth. All of us are going to go the way of all the earth. All of us are going to die. And this was his last words to his son. Be strong, therefore, and show yourself a man. (laughs) Show yourself a man. Take some action here. And here's what you need to do. Keep the charge of the Lord your God. Walk in his ways. Keep his statutes, his commandments, his ordinances, his testimonies. He gives really, really clear instruction to his son here as he's uh, on his deathbed. I love the authentic interaction between Rick and Derek Kennedy, when they were just talking about fathering and being a father. And I just want to share you a a clip here about taking action and taking action that really matters, getting it right. So listen in here. Thank you, Rick and Derek, for this good stuff. One of the legacies I guess I have from my dad, uh, just in long along the lines of what he was talking about earlier with uh, being kind, it's really the, the relational aspect with your children. I always felt well-loved and that I could go to my dad and I, I was never afraid to go to my dad. Uh, and that's something that I don't know if it's super common, but I felt like that was a big part of my upbringing. What I, uh, what I think he would agree with is that maybe he didn't feel like he spent as much time with us, but the time he did spend was definitely quality time. So what I've taken from what I've learned from him and what I'm trying to instill in my kids and in my parenting style is not just quality time, but trying to find some quantity of time, which is very difficult in our busy lives. Um, I'm trying to carve it out. And it's, I guess every parent is looking to the past for, for the things they want to take. And sometimes we're pushing back against parenting uh, that we've encountered ourselves. And so I feel like, even though I had an amazing dad growing up, I am, I'm also learning that it's, it's more than just some quality time that uh, I really do want to do some quantity time as well. Yeah, there was a time, um, I, I've been in the financial services industry for 40 years, and uh, there was a time when I was working so much uh, that I felt I was losing relationship with my kids. And um, I remember distinctly, coming home and saying, how are the kids? And I said, they don't even ask about you anymore. You're working so much. And I know it was at that point I changed careers. I actually stopped working um, in one capacity and went into a management role. And uh, it allowed me to be home more. It allowed me to 
be with my kids because I could see that I was losing relationship with them. And that really, really bothered me because I always felt that um, my life, my work life, my Christian walk and my family life should be compatible and should be growing together. And there was a period when Derek was probably 10 or 11, 12 in that age range. And that was the period that I had to make a decision and do something different. And it paid off because now I have relationship with all of my kids, all of my grandkids, and I feel blessed that that's the case. Thank you, Rick and Derek. That was so helpful. So good. Listen to King David's words to his son again, where he's challenged him to take some action, be strong. And his instruction in doing that is keep the charge of the Lord your God, walk in his ways. We need to be teaching our kids to walk in God's ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments. And uh, and then he goes on and says, when you, when you do that, uh, you leave a legacy. If you, if son, you'll do this, there'll be a legacy for my name and your name that just goes on and on and on. There's a blessing on our lives that comes when we take the right action and we uh, really determine to make God the center and priority, the delight of our lives. And dads, our homes need us to lead the way on this. Uh, so if you feel like giving up, give up on that feeling and just determine to take some action. And take some action as the leader of your home and be strong. Provide the leadership that your family really needs from you. It was uh, about nine days ago. I had a dream. Before I tell you the dream, I need to tell you probably two things. First of all, I very seldom dream. And uh, when I do dream, I hardly ever remember the dream in the morning. And the second thing you need to know is I'm pretty good with time. I, I kind of have this built-in alarm clock in me. And uh, I haven't used an alarm clock for 45 years. I just get up when I need to get up. If I've got a flight I need to be at at 6 a.m., I just tell myself, wake up at 4.30, and I wake up. I don't get it, but I've got this pretty good sense of time. So in this dream, I'm at Sylvan Lake. Actually, Sunnyside Pentecostal Camp on the north end of Sylvan Lake, the place I grew up. Yeah, my dad owned a dad and mom owned a cabin there. Most of, many of, at least my significant spiritual encounters, formative spiritual experiences happened at Sylvan Lake. So it's no accident that this dream, the setting of this dream is Sylvan Lake. And Don and I are there, and there's a bunch of people there. I, I really didn't notice a whole bunch of them, but we're just having an ordinary, fun, kind of almost selfish day where we're just going to hang out, enjoy people. And there was a couple we knew who knew us well, and, and they said, uh, come on over. I said, well, come on over. But before I was going over there, I, 
I told my dad, uh, we'll come on over for supper. And I'd also told an uncle after visiting dad, I'd spend a bit of time with him. So we got hanging out with these people and we're having fun and food came out. We're visiting and laughing and playing games and just doing things that people do. And when it was all time to end, I phoned my dad and said, Dad, Don and I are on our way over. And these aren't Dad's exact words, because Dad doesn't really talk like this. But he said, Dad, and my dad said to me, John, are you nuts? The day's almost over. Do you know what time it is? Mom and I ate a long time ago, a long time ago. And I looked at the clock, and the day was coming to an end. I'd spent the whole day frivolously having fun. It hadn't made fellowshipping and interacting with my father the priority it needed to be, and now the midnight hour was almost here. Friends, I make no prophetic declarations about when Jesus is coming back. But I think if we're reading the signs of the times at all well, we realize the midnight hour is getting closer, much closer. And this is not the time for us just to be going through normal life and having a lot of fun and doing a bunch of things that aren't wrong, but they're not really helpful actions. Dads, can you hear my heart today? Sometimes life is tough, and life may get a whole lot tougher. These are not times for us to be weak. These are times for us to be strong. These are not times for us to give up. We need to give up the feelings of feeling like giving up. And we need to give ourselves to being man of prayer, man who really want to know God, and man who take action and do the right things, the things that are going to bless our families. Let's be those kind of guys. Let's be those kind of leaders in our home, our church, in our community. I just want to take you one more time to listen into uh, something Rick Kennedy had to say, and then I'll be back to just pray with all of us. Thank you. I would have changed that work thing sooner. I probably would have caught it sooner, but I, you're caught up in the moment, you don't realize. So I would have changed that sooner. So that's, for, that's for sure. Maybe you've listened in to our teaching from the neighborhood this weekend and my talk about being a dad. Certainly I have fallen very short of being the kind of dad I would have liked to have been. Actually, there's not a day in my whole life when I haven't fallen short of God's best for me and God's desire, fallen short of his mark, his aim, his goal. But I live a life in God's grace and God's forgiveness. I'm absolutely confident 
that uh, God is with me and God is for me. Maybe you've listened in today and you thought, man, I'm not that kind of a guy. I, I don't have God in my life at all. Maybe today you want to make the decision to be a guy who is a guy of action and is not afraid to make the most important decision anyone could ever make. You'd like to get to know God and you'd like to begin to follow him. Text numbers coming up on the bottom of the screen. I would really invite you to, to be a strong guy, to make this big decision today and just text us and say, I'd like more information about how to be kind of the kind of Christian dad I need to be. I'd like to give my life to Christ. Would you do that now? Really, you'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. Best decision you could ever make. Let me pray with you, all of us as well. Father, I thank you for the great honor of being a dad. There's really no honor that comes equal to that in all of life. And Lord, there's nothing we do that's more important than being a dad. Thank you for every dad who's listened in. Pray you'd give us courage to lead as we should. Pray for the homes that are represented here and and there's no dad in the home. I pray that you would uh, give them an extra source of peace and strength today. And I pray, Father, you would give them grandpas and uncles and friends who will at least in measure rise up and, and be a strong guy and a strong influence in their homes. So God, make us guys today. Make us guys who... When things get feeling tough, we get rid of that feeling and we go to you in prayer and we determine to get to know you. And we make good decisions and take good action. So help us, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' wonderful name. We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.